2: Hello and welcome to the 326th episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. This is Tim in frigid Orlando, Florida.
0: Hey, this is Matt in perfect mountain bike powder Minneapolis, Minnesota. And this is Spencer in the hub of the universe,
1: Boston, Massachusetts, um, where you guys... It is another glorious day. Um, I don't know if you saw the news, but our oh. champion Wad Van Aert has vanquished yet again Matthew Vanderpol in another cycle cross race. <laughs> the king has been felled, not once but twice. And, Lucky uh, for that
2: old mud, because the day before Matthew Vanderpoel.
1: Well, we don't. We don't. We, be well we don't really need to. You know. You're only as good as your last result, Tim.
2: Oh, wow. <laughs> Very rough. true.
1: It's Am been I... rough for Wout uh, based on that logic for a while, but right now, top of the pile. Of
2: After the pile. today's performance, I was thinking of dusting off the anybody but Wout fan club because I had <laughs> two and a half minutes to think about that as a you. <laughs> One by a lot. Um, by a so lot. we got some psych cross talk to obviously get through. Um, lots of other goodness, but obviously people really care um, about the weather and other things. And little guy had a, something he wanted to get off his chest, um, directed this one really at Spencer in the green room. It was a little hot and heavy. Um, so I had to calm it down being the, uh, you know, the adjudicator that I am little guy, mm-hmm. you have
0: 30 seconds go. All right. Spencer, Spencer, been tweeting about how it's like 50 degrees in Boston and it's negative two in Minneapolis. But this is one of the rare times, 60s, one of the rare times that it's nice that it's this cold here because we got a snowstorm. And you guys know that the worst thing is that it snows and then it gets hot. Everything turns to slush. It's a mess. Mm -hmm. We got a great snowstorm and it got cold, but just cold enough that it's like teens, 20 during the day. Perfect fat bike weather, my friends. Perfect fat bike weather. It's beautiful. okay or a non-fat bike that's just an old mountain bike like me
1: okay so, i th- i thought this was i thought this was an, an admission i thought this was a confession
0: no but seeing your senior your, your your tweet i was just like man it is actually the most perfect winter uh mountain bike weather right now like it's just cold enough that the snow stays everywhere and you can, everything's fun riding to the trails is fun like you're kind of sliding around in the streets. It's great.
2: Is it that kind of uh, weather where the snow happens, and then if you don't shovel your sidewalk right away, it's just a ton of ice on the sidewalk? Because that is always the worst type of uh, snowfall in my opinion.
0: Uh, not really. Just It's actually stayed cold. I feel like the last so, 10 years in Minnesota, we do this thing where we get a lot of snow. It gets 35 to 40 the next day. Everything freezes, and then everything's crunchy, terrible snow. Nothing's fun. We're actually currently living in three or four days of perfect winter wonderland here. Everyone's out ice skating, Tim. I you mean, almost almost okay. convinced me to move back.
1: Yeah, you almost got me on the hook here, and you were yeah. reeling me in, but the, uh, the old 10-pound test uh, line there just couldn't quite handle it, and uh, yeah. I got away because I'm going to argue that, you know, Upper thirties, low forties is actually the ideal winter riding weather. It's no. pretty nice, I gotta and then, say, and so, I can't imagine Tim has anything at all to say about slush. that it's factually correct you end up with well slush. since I'm
2: the one that actually rides on the podcast, I don't know if you guys saw this. I put out a century yesterday, and it was thirty two degrees at the start, and it was Ooh. absolutely miserable. um <laughs> I really had to dig into the the attic. Do you have to go buy knee warmers for that? I, I, oh, man. I didn't even wear knee warmers. I wore bib longs. I didn't even know I had wow. these. Um, <laughs> and uh, I, I had to, like, remind myself how to dress in the winter, like uh-huh. with a base layer, a wool uh-huh. um, jersey, a vest, and then did, a jacket. No.
1: Tim, did, spent... you, did you smear Vaseline all over your face?
2: I, I did not. I, although okay. the Vaseline story did come out, um, uh-huh. with the, the two gentlemen that I rode with. I also quickly learned that a century is a really bad idea when you have less than four riders with you because three riders means that you got a lot of pulls and you don't have that like ability to kind of do the two by two riding you know right. kind of chatty yeah. pace so you kind of get the awkward like sometimes you're all lined up and there's just you never really get the uh, you know sit in the lounge behind the, the two guys in front of you. It Mm-hmm. Or uh, two riders, sorry. So definitely um, fun. I, we it was the annual ride out to Titusville. We did see a launch on the way, so there was a SpaceX launch um, going up. That was pretty cool. cool. Um, but yeah, it was really cold and miserable, even here in Florida. And um, it's a wet cold. I know that you guys don't believe me on this, but it really gets cold in the bones. It's really humid. It's really uh, miserable.
1: <laughs> it's a humid cold. Yeah, All right, yeah, I got, I got it, I got it the uh the SpaceX sounds pretty exciting um were you around for the landing did they stick that I don't
2: know on this one actually it, I don't recall watching a uh fireball explode on Twitter okay. so I, I'm assuming that that the landing was, <laughs> was was good
1: all right I have no idea it's no surprise to me that you've forgotten how to ride 100 miles because we all know like that all these stories of Tim rides are It's, it's the first week that he was in Florida and he's sort of recycling the story, like the rides. Right. And he's just telling us in different, (laughs) different ways about the same ride. I just, I, you know, I know Tim, there's no way. It's the same
2: picture of pizza. It's, you know, it's just, (laughs) here we are.
1: Exactly. Yeah. You just crop it in a little better. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, Nobody's going to know. Nobody's going to be the wiser. I'm, I'm confident that uh, Tim doesn't have quite the fitness that he alludes um to having. Yeah. And uh, you know, you know, I I don't have anything to go off of, really. I don't have any evidence really, but I feel like uh had we um actually uh made it out in uh in May to Kansas that um we would have found out on the road real quick uh what training people had actually been doing and what it- they hadn't been. Yeah,
2: I mean, I remember leading into Kanza, or like the whole 2020 year, everything was focused on Kansas, and we were still at the the point, I think we were going with the idea that we were going to do a tandem to see if mm-hmm. this friendship would last. Um, the Vegas the Vegas money was was on not, actually. It was going to be an amazing. <laughs> uh, tandem t- tandemonium is actually what it was called. Uh-huh. we had a couple soft rides sent our way and that definitely led into um I was putting a lot of pressure on you Spencer to do a lot of training uh-huh. and I seem to recall you getting out the trainer around the 1st of the year um and actually would
0: say episode 280 I,
2: yeah and I actually asked little guy to to do some oh. uh, digging here. The, the, the archivist okay. of the pod. Well,
1: and surely literally... history shall prove me correct.
2: So little guy, the archivist, d- took the short straw here and actually listened to <laughs> our 2020-2029 prediction podcast. And it is only uh-huh. natural that now is the time to see how we're doing, how we're tracking for 2029 and eventually leading into our 2021 predictions. So little guy. Open the crystal ball.
1: Editors note that um we do not recommend listeners to go back and listen to any of our old episodes at all. Just stay current. Um it's probably yeah. for the best. Um uh, yeah. but little guy is certified and uh, you know, professional, hmm. so he can go back into the delve deep into the sewers of the slow ride podcast back catalog yeah uh, to find this information. Several interns were lost. Oh yeah. Um so in the yeah. sewer anyway.
2: next next to our boy splinter. Yes. little guy yeah. has unveiled. What is it, little guy?
0: <laughs> so yeah, I took I took all necessary precautions. I went back. I listened to episode 280. Uh, uh-huh. if, you, if you want to try this yourself. Uh, the first thing off the docket in 280 is Spencer claims to have gotten out his trainer. He makes a good, well, let's see. So you make a claim on the episode. You got it out. You set it up. You put the fan out, uh, all set set up, and that then you didn't have time to ride it on that first setup because you had to come to a podcast with us. So I guess I I would like to know, uh, you know, how we are a year later. How many times did you ride that trainer?
1: Well obviously not the first night, um, which is you guys' fault, not my yeah. fault. <laughs> oh, <for> um,
0: sure. <laughs> you had, you had a whole interval session you had to call your coach. Sorry. guys.
1: Yeah. And over. so I do have my big ride. Um, my big training block, like it's, it's sort of, a, I, I got this whole schedule where, you know, Monday, Tuesday, you know, you're building up, you're building up. And so my big ride, my actual ride for yeah. the week, my, my couple hundred, uh, kilometer miles. Um, was scheduled for Sunday nights. Um, and unfortunately, that's when we podcast. So it's I I believe pretty much every week I had to cancel that. Um, <laughs> to surprising. to be here to bring uh entertainment to the people. And I, is there like an over under on this? Because I I I could probably come up with a number. <laughs>
0: I, I'm, yeah uh, one hand might help you to count that out uh i'm gonna guess i would have a guess tim you, let's venture a guess i'm gonna guess you can guess, uh, i'm gonna guess seven times
2: i w- i ah. think
0: seven is fair i think that um yeah
2: i'd say i'd go with seven now the question is can we also include outdoor riding in the form of training oh,
0: that's, to go I mean, that's, with the
2: trainer there's a whole can of worms And then, but I I think train. If we're just going trainer, I think seven. I will take the under on seven.
1: I'll let you guys know now. I want to see if this changes your numbers. I'm going to see if this changes your numbers. Hang on, now I have one question too. Bought a USA Cycling race license last year to do their Zwift series. That was uh, Z Power like check it like you had to do all this stuff and like yeah. do part of the series and there was a b c and d races and uh yeah. i feel so like this I, is I a red herring. just this with cash
0: money
2: yeah but i, I feel um, this could be a red herring like you're kind of
0: at seven yeah
2: um okay. I, I i'm gonna go um i'm gonna go the under here, just because that's naturally, I, I'm the heel of this podcast. I am the bad guy. I uh-huh. will say, uh-huh. Spencer did not ride his trainer more than seven times in 2020.
1: I think, if I recall correctly, and I always do. Now, wait, was this, sorry. Does this include like
2: fixing your bike, and then you're like, "Oh, I'm gonna put it on the trainer just to like make sure the gears work"? No, no.
1: This is <laughs> this is actual documented rides on, like put on, on the, Strava. Okay. okay. The number is three. Yes.
2: (laughs) That's my stoker. That's my captain on the tandem. (laughs) I'm so happy.
1: (laughs) Two of those were, were USA cycling, uh, Zwift races, which were wildly, wildly, um, out of alignment with the, uh, you know, a lot of sandbaggers in those races. Let me tell you. Yeah. Um, those were extremely hard and, uh, I almost died. So then I stopped. How much
2: yeah. is a USA cycling license?
0: You know, I should know because they just took it out of my thing. Anyway. <laughs> oh, that's right. You
2: had the auto. I, I've heard a lot of people trying to cancel the auto renews, and it's just yeah, not working. I forgot. Uh,
1: yeah. I feel like it was 70 bucks, but. Uh, What's a one-day
2: license? And do they charge a one-day license fee on Zwift, or do you have to be a license holder?
1: Oh, you have to be a license holder, and you have to put your okay. license number and your name and all this. It's a whole rigmarole. It was a lot of, a lot of stuff to do that race to get dropped immediately and to turn my eyeballs inside out to try and catch back on. And um, I, you know, I was like, hey, this is even less fun than real racing. <laughs> okay,
2: so three. Thanks. That's not bad. All right, little guy. Um, where else are? What else we got from this uh, recap?
0: All right. So uh, before we got to our 2029 predictions and really laid it on the line about what we expected in this next decade, we had a few little things. One, we talked about pinwheels and cross because there had been a pinwheel that week. We kind of worried they might take cross over. I think so far we're safe. I don't recall any other pinwheels in the last year.
2: Well, there there have been COVID precautions. And with a pinwheel, there is a lot of, you know, you're within six feet a lot of times because there's a lot of double backing
0: a lot of air air circulation yeah
2: yeah and and it's kind of almost like a vortex actually um by by nature of the architecture of the pinwheel so i don't think it's safe for us to say that the 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 scourge (laughs) of pinwheels
1: (laughs) Is, Are you is, saying the UCI or race organizers were worried about a COVID tornado possibility yes. on the race course?
2: So they've actually, there, there's a couple of things that have been banned, um, for 2021, you know, fans on mm-hmm. the side of the road or side of the course, sorry, mm-hmm. uh, beer tents. And then also to a lesser extent, but still there pinwheels just strictly for COVID precautions. So I'm not willing to hold out that pinwheels are done and then also the you, the race that had pinwheels last year i don't think
0: has happened yet mm-hmm. it could be it could be we're so. off by a week or two well yeah. i was so. trying to i was trying to stay positive tim but you really brought me down now i'm worried <laughs> okay <laughs> that's what i'm here for all
2: right Logan, what all right. else we got uh, um no. tim
0: you in episode 280 tim you said your team for 2020 was confidence mm-hmm. You made this claim even before I noticed their merch and got on their bandwagon because of the merch. You were <laughs> you were early. I got to give you props. You were you were there before me. Um you did claim that one of your main reasons for being into COFITUS was because of the red seat posts on their Derosa and that they were on Campy. So maybe, you know, you're not exactly a super fan. You also claimed they got they would get 5 wins.
2: Yep. And, and much like Spencer's Did predictions they? of how many times he was going to ride the trainer, I was way off on how many Cofidis victories. Um, there were two <laughs> Cofidis oh. victories for 2020. And I will let yeah. you know that they both happened in races I have not heard of. Um, oh, yeah. One was in Cameroon uh, by Attilo Viviani, um, maybe even related to the other Viviani. It was a yeah. 2.1. And then also a Tour of the Alps Maritimes uh, Stage one by Anthony Perez, also a 2-1. Now, in Kofidis' defense, they came out of the gate red hot. They had a victory Mm -hmm. in January 20th and then February 21st. And then the pandemic happened. That's really no fault of their own. So Kofidis, I think, was still a successful year. But the red seat posts uh, just didn't really do it for me anymore. So they are no longer my team. I am getting back on the 2021 uh race uh bandwagon is definitely going to be AG2R Citroen right. um mm. back on Campy okay. looking good that amazing uh kit that I love that you guys are indifferent about and uh yeah I am that that's my team for 2021 and I will peg their victories at uh, I don't know a very safe um 15 for 15.
0: 2021.
2: Wow. Okay. Right. Um, now, now they had cool. five in 2020, so we're, we're expecting a bigger year, mm-hmm. but, um, uh, they do have GVA. So yeah. I'm thinking that this, you know, GVA is going to be able to really
0: just put it over the top. Mm-hmm. That could be They they less stage races, more, uh, individual race days win. So, um, let's hope. Uh, yeah. That, okay. Uh, I'm going to hold out on my team for 2021. I'm not sure yet. Um, in, in that ca- discussion, Tim, we talked a lot about Campy. You claimed that uh, Campy wasn't on any, and I believe the quote is, after mentioning UAE, you mentioned not even a star team. As a direct quote. UAE, of course, uh, did go on to win the Tour de France. Um, so you're saying we, I was wrong. I'm saying, yeah. I, mean, I think we all kind of looked past UAE, but we were – Pretty wrong there because they did win the biggest race of the year. Um, We also kind of laid our cards on the table, said Valverde wasn't going to have a good year because he wasn't on campy anymore. And I think that was true. Uh, Definitely underperformed for him. Well, no. the,
1: the the whole thumbs thing. Yeah. Well, yeah. He does all his thinking with his thumbs. We, yeah, we, we were worried about his thumbs, thumbs
0: and and yeah. It proved correct.
1: Clearly that was the case, yeah. Yeah,
0: so hopefully he's been texting a lot over the winter to rebuild that strength he lost when he wasn't on <laughs> campy. Oh my
1: anymore. god. He has to be the world's fastest texter.
0: You got to you got to imagine be. when 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 people first started texting, he was just flying. Like, how did you do it? And he's like, been riding campy for 10 plus years. <laughs> <laughs> um so that was those were our, our main deals before we got to our 2029 predictions. What would happen in the decade of the the Raging Twenties here? So uh, uh. Spencer predicted we would be by 2029 we would be on flying bikes and have a yeah. moon cyclocross series. <laughs> Spencer, what uh, do you have any updates on the uh, off Earth cyclocross calendar and or flying well. bikes?
1: Uh, no, but I mean, the, the, I think we are still trending in the right direction, um, based on the, the Apple, um, concept car that I saw floating around on the social medias the other day, um, speaks of big things to come for flying bikes. And
2: and China just landed on the moon and brought back some rocks. So they're Mm -hmm. testing probably new rubbers and new tires Tires. to use... (laughs)
0: God, you guys,
1: I love if that. there's a gravel race on the moon before there's a cyclocross race, I am going to lose it.
0: Oh, I love the fact that China is already years ahead of us in moon well, gravel race technology. That's that's the... Th- I knew Trump well, was there a is, disaster, but I didn't know he's this big a disaster.
2: There is the f- the famous video of the astronauts playing golf on the moon, and I think it's only natural that... Yeah. cycling is the new golf oh, so yeah, i think right. we're actually on track for 2029 uh, um of it's true. A, a bike race Ow. you know you guys
1: you guys laughed at me last year when i made this <laughs> yeah, prediction yeah, but i i think we are on track and um yeah. yeah i mean all all signs are you know we're only one year in so we've got plenty of runway uh left to go here uh for this yeah.
2: one yeah 10 of the way there i think we're on track
0: it's pretty good. How much would you guys have um, lost it if the the Chinese astronauts had just whipped out some some track bikes when they got to the moon, <laughs> just started doing skids? <laughs> <laughs> like they had aerospokes and they're stuff. They're still
2: they're actually still going. They're winning the they're winning the longest skid contest right now. <laughs> it's the, oh there, man! There's no friction.
0: <laughs> oh, that's <it's> an image <laughs> in my mind. Should we just end Dad Joe Corner now? I mean, this is amazing. That was good. good. That makes me happy to think about it. Um, Speaking of gravel, we did all agree there would probably by 2029 be um, some top-level gravel stage races. If not, like one of these European races would just become all gravel. So we were all kind of in agreement on that. Um, Thinking
1: probably Tour de France, right? Yeah,
0: they'll be all gravel. Yes, I think, Spencer, you said something about they would just kind of do it. They'd bill it as a throwback. Back to their uh, their roots, their heritage. You guys,
2: the Erica or or, Oroka, basically is now going to be a story. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Strada Bianchi is going to be the queen stage.
1: I need to listen to myself more often. No, it's weird to listen to ourselves. (laughs) Sometimes
0: we we kind of know what we're talking about. I claim I I said by 2029 the UCI will get rid of their weight limit, and then Mm -hmm. um, all the teams will go back to rim breaks for the weight advantage. Now, I, I don't know anything about the the weight limit being lifted so that you can go below whatever, like 16 pounds. Though um, Grand Tours this year, we did see rim brakes doing quite well because of a weight advantage often. So mm-hmm. I think we're on track with that. I, yes.
1: I Yeah, I think we can give that one to you. I'll take that. Uh, weirdly, I mean.
0: <laughs> weirdly, yeah. right? Um, it,
1: it checks out. I, I thought that was going to be – The stinker of the bunch, for sure. No,
0: right? No. I mean, it was just, you know, it was like how I make my race predictions, just with my heart. But it kind of worked. We all agreed uh, 2029 eSports would unfortunately be taking over. I believe you guys were going all in on Spencer's going to have like an eSports bar where people had to come and pay to watch. Now, the esports thing has worked out. Um, people mm-hmm. congregating in one place to experience esports and giving you money—that <laughs> uh, you're not doing so well not on that much. one so far. You might yeah. have to redo the business plan on that before you go get any more investors. Hasn't?
1: Yeah, we did see the the official UCI World Championship of e racing. Yeah. Um. So we had an e Tour de France or something before that, like yeah. early in the year. So.
0: Big yeah, I forgot about that.
1: We we were that. spot on. <laughs> I we forgot were, about the, that. Um, yeah. We didn't.
0: Yeah, we didn't spot, know it would be. Absolutely
1: of the net. spot on with our our explosion of esports. Um, so, man, we're we're uh, what three for three now. We're These are, we're crushing it.
0: Yeah, I cannot believe. So we did so well. This last one, Spencer, that you came up with is a little spooky, because I do feel like unfortunately we are headed. We're
1: not going to go four for four. We
0: are headed toward the future you predicted for twenty twenty nine. Uh, you ex- you okay. predicted there'd be a race called raw the race across the wasteland sort of uh, a race across <laughs> America for our post apocalyptic times now i do believe we oh, have no. we have laid the seeds for this in the last <laughs> yeah. year maybe the last 4 years some people would say we're just sort of well, reaping we're, it know,
1: now only 10% of the way there
0: so we got a little ways to go we got a little ways oh, to go man. but we've got uh, we've got some time yeah we got some time so um I hope you... That's unfortunate. I hope you bought that domain name <laughs> <laughs> or something because um, after this goes live, uh, someone else is going to snatch that up quick. We are on the way to that. Uh, I think at the time, Tim changed the subject after a minute or two saying, let's talk about more uh, serious, realistic matters. Though <laughs> uh-huh. That has not uh-huh. really panned out. Uh. We are on the way to the Raw
1: so, you know, we were pretty on brand, uh, even a year ago, um, with predicting the future. Uh, Not bad at all. Me again, being correct, yeah. little guy being correct, and Tim trying to shuffle us along <laughs> um, to quit talking about things that are correct.
0: Yeah, we... I see. We, yeah, I, I was a little surprised. I was all uh, ready to just throw them all out so, with the bathwater but Do we... I know that I already came up with
2: my 20, and I'm just going to shuffle us along here to 2021 predictions. (laughs) I know that I've already said the AG2R is going to have 20 wins, I believe. Uh, Definitely shooting for (laughs) the moon, but the new kit is definitely going to get us there. Jumping it up. Um, Are you guys ready to share some, like, cursory 2021s? I think we're locked in for our 2029 predictions. But um, 2021, what are we going to see? I'll start. I think right. in 2021 we're gonna f- see our first Pinarello cyclocross bike. Oh my um, god! Oh. With uh, Pidcock and Wout Van Aert going to the start line with some asymmetric chainstays, looking good with monster downtubes. Um, wow! As Wout Van Aert joins Ineos, and Pinarello somehow makes a cyclocross bike that is not. A rebranded Stevens.
0: It's <laughs> bold. Wowzers. The not a rebranded Stevens part is bold. But yeah.
1: Yeah. That's that is bold. I don't know if I'm 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 torn exactly down the middle, 50-50, on I never wanna see a Pinarello cross bike slash I really want to see what a Pinarello cross bike looks like.
0: Yeah. I do wanna see one. I haven't seen I haven't seen one obviously since steel back in the day there's someone there was a guy who's a courier here a long time ago who had a red one do you remember huh? who
1: that guy was Yeah, uh, they were all red pinarello didn't do anything but red boats.
0: yeah i just don't remember who that guy was but anyway that's a good prediction tim i think you're spot on for that i think you're spot on mm-hmm.
1: i have perhaps an even bolder prediction for 2021 um we are going to drop the news uh later I'm sure in the podcast but um uh Mitch Docker has has resigned with the EF so we'll just you know we'll touch on that later but it might be a swan song I think so and he's going to have to go out in a big way
0: at it's least big... one 16th place finish Oh no you know, I'm going for a win but you know
1: I think I think in his swan song season Mitch goes for the W, and he goes for it in the most glorious of fashions. Japan Cup. Is
2: that where you're With doing? a win. Oh, no.
1: In the Trobro Leone. Oh, that's that even That would
2: better. be cool. Has EF done Can you me? imagine a Mitch Docker po-
0: poster with the pig the following year? It's too beautiful. That would be incredible. It's, it's too, I, yeah. I can't do it. It's like looking at the sun, you guys. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I think I think he could very well follow that up with a with a solid 16th place to round out the year in the Japan Cup but okay. um you know I I think I think a minor monument like Trobay Leon a true uh road captain win uh at an event like that um, where only the strongest survive is is how Mitch is going to go into the sunset All right that's my prediction for 2021
0: well, I hope I if he wants to since keep Mitch, riding, he keeps riding. But yeah. I will still take the W either way at Trobro. I, I like
1: since that. since Mitch does listen to the pod, now he knows he has to do it too.
0: Yeah, <laughs> he's got a very, go very solid call. The team boss and do, be like, are we riding this race? Because a podcast that you don't care about do you, just predicted I'm going to win it.
2: Do you have any predictions, little guy, for 2021? Because I have one more prediction that I can bring to the table.
0: Um. I, you know, since a lot of the kits aren't out, I don't really know who to cheer for yet because I'm all I'm just about jerseys at this point. Uh, I will predict right now that I will never again call Bahrain, Bahrain Victorious, because I find that to be an irritating name, <laughs> and I will just call them Bahrain from now on. I, uh, I That's solid.
1: Why does that kit still have orange in it? Why is the McLaren orange still in that kit? It doesn't make any sense.
0: I think they were worried. Maybe they're worried people would be confused. <laughs> if They got rid of it.
1: When was the last time
2: McLaren won something, though? Like an F1 race? Like, it's it's got to be years, right? So, like, maybe... I don't know. Yeah, I'm with you, Spencer. Yeah, just, uh, you, can't, you can't be called victorious and have that McLaren orange on it.
0: It's not much on no. there anymore. It's pretty subtle at this point. It's a nice gradient. Um, I think in
2: 2021... Matthew Vanderpool will be Mm -hmm. a twice world champion. So he will be the cyclocross world champion and he will be the mountain bike world champion and a gold medalist at the Olympics. He will not win the road world championship. Um, obviously that's, uh, that's going to be going to, um, someone on AG2R to round out the 20 wins that they're going to need uh, for 2021. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think Matthew Vanderpool is going to have a hell of a year because he got really tired of seeing all of the uh, things happening for Wout Van art, and he's going to do it. Uh, Tim, do you know where the road worlds are in 2021? I do not. I know 2022 is all in Glasgow, right? Like when everything's in Scotland, like yeah. all in the same week when Matthew Vanderpool can be – the road, mountain bike, downhill, cycle track, and um, everything except cyclocross world champion. He could probably yeah. also do cycle ball and be the world championship. Actually, a Matthew Vanderpool Wout Van Art cycle ball team would be the oh. the greatest thing of all time.
0: Yeah, that would I'd pay good money to watch those two
2: play cycle ball against each other. But where is the 2021 World Championships, little guy?
0: You might have to change your tune on who's gonna be world champion because it's in <laughs> fl- it's in Flanders, my friend. Oh wow! Oh,
2: I'm that is Matthew Vanderpool post- territory.
0: Yeah, I'm looking at the poster right now, and there's uh, some some drawings of some riders, and there are some cobblestones in the background. So dial the up air. the ketone factory. Yeah,
2: Matthew Vanderpool is <laughs> gonna be looking good.
0: There's a good chance he's in the running. I think I don't know the course uh, exactly, but uh, if it's in Flanders, you know they're going to try to hit hit all the climbs. So, yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure.
2: Oh, so good. Do you guys have any more 2021 predictions? Something about gravel world championships, double decker bars, other great things that could be happening
0: in the world of equipment. You know, <laughs> I will. Pre- I will predict that uh, I will get. My, my friend colin at rust trust bikes is gonna finish my gravel bike with disc brakes and that will be weird so
2: whoa that is quite the prediction that little guy is going to be on disc brakes for 2021 that is at something least, at, at least for one or two
0: races yeah so we'll see and blow your guys mind
1: well we will have to see if this holds true uh 50 episodes from now
2: well let's get to our man in the middle of all the changes that are happening Let's check in with Michael Matthews.
3: Hi, I'm Pugh Carthy from Education First Cross Cycling, and I don't listen to the Flowride Ride Podcast. All right,
2: guys, here we are in the pre lap. Let's just do a quick thank you. For all the listeners and supporters of the Wide Angle Podium Network, head on over to WideAnglePodium.com to find out about a bevy of independent cycling media. Check it out.
0: Yeah. And also, head over to Willa'sKitchen.com. Get yourself some Willa's oat milk. Their Willa's Unsweetened is currently shipping at last. I was waiting for that one. I like them both, but the Unsweetened is Totally my jam, It's just su- sweetened with the uh, natural sugars in the oats. It's organic, it's smooth, it's delicious. Tim puts it in his coffee and carries it in his pocket all around town. I don't know if you need to go that far, but I like to just keep it in the fridge and drink it at home. Um, but if you use that code SLOWRIDE20 when you're over at wheelskitchen.com, save yourself 20% off your first order.
1: You know, little guy, another great uh, location – or your Willis oat milk is in your Grimper Brothers cup of coffee. That is it. And Wide Angle Podium listeners, Slow Ride Podcast listeners, they all know that they can head over to com slash coffee to find the two greatest blends of coffee on the face of the earth. Um, now, that's not in the copy. I don't know if the lawyers are going to lo- allow me to say that, but it's true. Um, The two greatest blends of coffee on Earth, Hello Cyclecross Friends and Viewer Mail, both of which support the Wide Angle Podium Network. Uh, It's an easy way for you to fuel yourself and fuel the network for all the great stuff that we are doing over here. This money supports us here at the Slow Ride. It supports Cyclecross Radio. It supports Consummate Athlete. It supports Criterium Nation and... Um, Nowhere Fast uh by Zach Schuster. Um speaking of Zach, he's also doing the CX bulletin with Bill Shaiken from Circle Cross Radio. They've got that going on. You also get a discount on what they're doing if you're a Wide Angle Podium member. So all this stuff is interconnected, you guys. Yeah. Get the coffee, get the oat milk, get your Substack subscription, get your Wide Angle Podium membership and you're just you're going to be set for 2021. And you won't have to worry about the zombie apocalypse well, that is coming. <laughs>
2: you'll be the most popular <laughs> rider on the group ride when those are kind of allowed again, as you prepare mm-hmm. for the race across the wasteland.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: Yeah. Exactly. And, and you know, if uh, you know, if you need to, you can also um, deal with that chamois situation. I didn't want to talk about it on the on the podcast, but you know what i'm talking about the chamois situation you have um head over to bucklerskincare.com pick up the miracle wap uh to just you know the tingle is a miracle it's going to take care of everything check it out
2: that's true title sponsor of raw actually is the um wide angle podium miracle wap chamois cream yeah and with that let's get back to the show
0: <laughs> uh, this is Stephen Hyde with CannondaleCyclocrossWorld.com, and you are listening to the Slow Ride podcast.
1: Yeah?
0: Yeah.
2: All right, gentlemen. We have a bevy of emails, bevy of news. We've got some cyclocross conversation to get to. Let's let's unload. Just a couple quick emails. Of note that have come in over the last few weeks. First up, I'm ready. We have Kent McKenzie hits us in. Well, chaps, good afternoon from the Eastern Townships of Quebec. I'm a longtime listener and supporter of the podcast, and long have I wanted to email you dudes about various and sundry non-cycling related questions and stories.
1: Is that so, our expertise. It <laughs> is,
2: actually. Several yeah. weeks ago on the pod, it could even be longer. In a discussion you were having about building bike up bike hype to bolster ebay sales tim casually dropped the name of the kona explosive mountain bike from the late 80s and 90s that was actually suggested by a listener but kent continues i immediately wanted to email with my own explosive story but alas life got in the way and said email was never sent until today when i initiated my latest rebirth bike project i couldn't help but think that this might be something you guys or at least tim might want to see Wheels newly finished with some stud muffin tires to tackle the coming Quebec winter. What's a Quebec winter. You like to ask? Well, think about winter in Minnesota, but worse. Keep up. Awesome work. I eagerly anticipate my weekly Wednesday, slow ride pod fix. Gentlemen, this Kona explosive mountain bike is pretty amazing. Mostly just because of the splatter paint job. I absolutely am in love with this thing. Um, Hundred percent buy on this. Yeah. This may become a new uh, client because we have gotten other emails about clients um, that have come through, and mm-hmm. I think it's one of those things that you know we just. It might be time to move on from the clients. It's just a little bit too too pricey over there in uh,
0: Quantum Land. Yeah, it's getting really pricey. Quantum life.
2: <laughs> <laughs> There's one this week that was sent to us by a listener, I think, on Twitter, where it's yeah. a Quine, Klein, Quanto, a 1998 Klein quantum a nineteen ninety-eight Klein Quantum, fifty nine centimeters, already at thirteen hundred bucks.
1: Yeah, that, that bike's worth five hundred dollars. Yeah. Yeah it's, it's a,
0: yeah, it's a nice bike, but my God. These prices. It's, yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. And I'm I sorry. apologize. Yeah. I feel like we've yeah. kind of done this.
2: Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Um Brandon. Your Dr. Brandon Conan. Fellas, how about we work out some bicycle timeshare and we all go in on Wout Strada Bianchi bike? Good to have you back. Missed you over the break. And we got a link, gentlemen, to the Uh Lotto Jumbo Continue the Ride auction. Of course, this is the auction where you can buy your very own Lotto Jumbo Visma bike. So it is only Uh. natural that we do a check-in to see how bikes are going and what they are going for. So I will start. Okay. Gentlemen, what is the most expensive bike so far in the auction that has sold? That has sold? Of all the Bianchis from Jumbo Visma. Remember, they're they're jettisoning jettisoning the Bianchis because Mitchelton Scott, I believe, is the one that picked them up, Spencer, as you pointed out last week, with a beautiful paint job.
1: Yep, yep. Um, so I need to know a little more details about this auction. Um, is this, is there like a buy it now option? Are these just a set time limit? What is the format? Cause it's going to change who I think is the, uh, is the first bike or the most expensive bike or whatever it was that you asked me that I already forgot. Um,
2: I think they were all going at the same time, but then they, okay. they, they all closed at once. So I think it was a classic. Like eBay auction with okay. a lot of different things.
1: So all the all the bikes are sold, but maybe unless they didn't get a bid.
2: Yeah, but they all started at around okay. seven thousand okay. pounds. Ma- maybe like got it. you can get Lawrence Duplous Bianchi for sixty five hundred, okay. but seriously, who that's wants that? You know.
1: All I got. That's all I need to know. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you were asking for most expensive sale.
2: Yeah, and then we'll go through some deals. But yeah, most expensive sale. Hmm.
1: Well, Guy, do you got a, a wager on this one? I kind of guess it's Dumalon. Wow. I'm, I'm going to go with Primo's TT bike, if that's available.
2: Oh, I did not. Well, he does have the, the TT bike. It went for 12,000 euros, but actually for 19,000 euros, you can get the, um, the Primo's Roglic uh, road bike. That, okay. Uh wow. And road bike
1: taken over. I think the this TT is the Vol-
2: This is the um this is the Vuelta um road bike, too. So this is the bike he he won the Vuelta on okay. at 19,000 euros. Um
1: that's amazing. That's a lot of other money, but... bikes of that's, note. That's more money than the custom uh Peter Sagan limited edition <laughs> that yeah. specialized put out a couple of years ago.
2: Of note. Yeah. Uh, Wout Van Arts. TT bike, the beautiful Celeste machine, probably the only TT bike that looks cool, um, was for 17,000 euros. Um huh. Tom Dumoulin's TT bike was 9,500. Um
1: Wow, that stock has really dropped, Tom, huh, guys. Oh my goodness. I yeah. know. And little guys.
2: Little guy could have gotten Robert oh. Gessink's um team bike for 7,500 euros, kind of almost a bang now, bang I, and deal right there. How did you know now, Tim, I was going
0: to buy Robert before- Gesink's? bike? come on
1: uh i i don't let me tim don't get too far down this list before because i think little guy has got an itchy trigger finger there he's about <laughs> to buy robert guessing's bike when he could buy taco vanderhorn's bike
0: yeah
1: oh and i'm i'm guessing that one might be on the lower end of the price scale
0: yeah especially because he's um,
2: going to a different team next year it is um, actually, Spencer, because it's not even listed for sale on the, the lots that I'm looking at. So you might be able to get that actually off the back of the van from the mechanic. Um in. Mm-hmm. Too valuable. Now, there are, put
1: it on the th- auction.
2: there are seven Wout Van Aert bikes um, for sale here. Uh, wow. His, uh, his bike from, um, uh, I don't know, one of his wins, probably Strada Bianchi, 15,000 euro. Um, yeah. Yeah, lots of uh lots of goodness here for uh the Yumbo Visma bikes. Little surprised though that um Chryswick and Guessing's bikes are the cheapest and barely below what um dumalon has I'm actually starting to think that this this auction site may give us the true value of riders. Like more teams oh, yeah. should do this. Like clearly Dumoulin is not pulling the weight that he used to, um yeah. because now he's a distant third to Wout Van Aert and Roglic. Like now we understand why Ineos is willing to, you know, pay the farm for mm-hmm. Wout Van Aert. They're going to make yeah. it back on selling those Pinarellos.
1: Are there bikes there? Like where is Steven Kreiswick falling in the in the pecking order? Where is Sepp Kuss, yeah. so, uh, George Bennett? Where where are these guys all falling very, in? Very
2: very good question. So the Kreiswick is below Sepp Kuss. So Sepp Kuss is definitely coming in at 9,500 euros. Guessing Chryswick are kind of all within that 7,000 range. Um, and Bennett kind of a little bit higher. I think, you know, Bennett's got that, that New Zealand following. Um, the economy's mm-hmm. booming there because it's open. I think that, you know, things uh-huh. are looking good. Uh, Tony Martin also, you know, looking, looking pretty good, but yeah, a little disappointed by, uh, by how far Dumoulin has uh, fallen uh, from a, a rider that many considered was going to be the next, uh, next grand tour winner after or tour de France winner after he won the Giro. But, um,
0: well, to quote you so Spencer, you're only as good as your last race.
1: That's exactly what this is reflecting. Um, so I'm going to say that this is a, a very good time for any, um, world tour team managers that listen to or follow our podcast on Twitter <clears throat> voters. Um, to swoop in and make that rock bottom offer to Tom Dumoulin. He's, he's, he's feeling low. 2020 has been a bad year. Everybody's been under a lot of stress and pressure. I think, he, I think, you know, he just needs somebody to believe in him, even if it's not with cash. Uh, just, just with the feeling that somebody believes in him and he will sign on the dotted line and who will have a fantastic year in 2021.
2: And we got, an e- a couple emails and uh, tweets. I got a text from uh, Rob Kelly of the uh, um, Criterion Nation podcast and Prentice Barry uh, about soft rides. Um, I know we've joked about soft rides and the excitement of actually riding a soft ride at um, Dirty Kanza. I, th- um, I, I enjoy actually the soft ride Facebook group. The only reason I still have my Facebook uh, login is so I can see what's going on over at the, the soft ride Facebook group. It's a lot of fun. Um, just to kind of um, check in uh, to, there. yeah. A
1: quick, quick, quick correction. We call it gravel unbound now. Uh, <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I, I, uh-huh. I appreciate yeah. that correction yeah. and
1: uh, rolls off the tongue. I know. Yeah,
2: apologies. Um, we did get a uh, uh, last email for the day. Denise Betsema's head tube. WTF. As the arbiters of all things cycling style related, I have to get your take on what, it, on what in the world is going on with the doper. I mean, Denise Betsema's 50 millimeter or more spacers above her head tube. Does this violate every manufacturer's safety standard of how much carbon steerer tube you can have above the headset? Is she in reality a 50 year old dentist with no back, back flexibility? <laughs> Wouldn't a 25 degree stem look better than the monstrosity she's riding? I await your commentary and judgment. Best regards, Joe. Um, I have not seen this. I'm gonna need to dig into some photos of uh, uh stack height, but um, mm-hmm. maybe she is a a 50 year old dentist, which would explain um access to uh, <laughs> to to pharmaceuticals.
0: Yeah, that, that's w- very true. Yeah. That would have been a good excuse if she'd said, "Hey." I'm actually a dentist and I probably just spilled a little bit of this on myself when I was administering it to a patient who definitely has a prescription (laughs) for it.
1: She, she has a significant, uh, stack of, of spacers underneath that stem. You guys like, this is not like, Oh, she didn't slam that stem. This is significant. Um, I would, I'm going to, just eyeball this at about three and a half inches. Wow! Um, <laughs> wow! Is she worth on the of space? Is she on like you a know, one size the, fits all the, bike? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. Maybe they didn't. Maybe the team didn't buy her size because they didn't think she'd be back for a couple years. But uh, <laughs> it turns out she got back a little quicker than yeah. anyone was expecting.
2: The older technology, um, yeah.
1: Yeah, not sure, but uh, yeah. It's a, uh, it's it's like she's on the wrong size bike. I don't know. Um,
0: maybe there's, she's on say. She's <laughs> she's got the same size John's bike. I'm gonna Say she's it's one possible. poorly executed bunny hop away from that fork snapping in half oh, like the good old days. Certainly, you don't get that like she, she used could
1: to. pull a, she could pull a Hint gappy for sure. Yes. Um, now, cyclocross racers are notably insane, um, and do all kinds of weird things to that make their bike better for cross, quote unquote like to for better shouldering or yeah. because it's lighter or for bunny hop or whatever you know like and it's all cuckoo banana stuff Mind right games, like yeah. gluing treads of tires to the bottom of your shoes so you get better traction yeah. no don't do that it's crazy
0: i um, i have multiple sh- treads i've cut off Flat it. Yeah, this is exactly proving my point. In my basement, um, <laughs> not really sure what I'm going to do with him, but I couldn't bring myself to throw him away because I am a cuckoo, cycle cross racer. So.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it could be something uh, you know that some wing nut mechanic told her uh, was going to, you know, allow her to handle more nimbly around the tight corners in cyclocross when, you know, uh, it doesn't matter. Um, but anyway, guys, ride the bike. That's the right size for you. Just please. I,
2: oh man. So I, I image search Denise Betsema and I, I feel bad for every cyclocross photographer out there that has to put that in their pictures of, you know, yeah. like, like how do you crop that out? Um, you can't because, uh, it's, it's so, uh, prevalent. Um, obviously there is more cyclocross news that we do need to get into here at the last, um, bit of the pod. I do want to touch on a couple of things. Of course, the biggest news in cyclocross, um, this weekend is Fabio Aru's return to, um, cyclocross, <laughs> um, Spencer, our correspondent uh, for all things Aru. How did it go?
1: Uh, fourth place for him. Um, so not bad, um, I am unclear, to be to be sure. I am unclear on the strength of the field, um, but fourth place looks good on the Palmares. You know, so um, not bad. I'm sure it will get him a contract uh, uh, on some second division team somewhere.
2: And I want to say that if you um, that Fabio Aru, according to Cyclocross 24com where we go for all of our results, has not had a result in cyclocross since the 2011-2012 season uh, when he Mm -hmm. raced U23s at the Italian National Championships and got 15th. So um, he got fourth place. Uh, Don't know the level of the field, again, as Spencer said, but, um, you know, he's out there. We're not. Uh, Good to see you out there uh, racing uh, your first love, uh, Fabio, which is cyclocross. And that leads us into the weekend. I touched on it earlier with our race predictions of Matthew Vanderpool's conquering of Watt van Aert at the Telenet's Super Prestige, den Zolder mm-hmm. with Lucinda Brand in winning the women's race over Carmen Del Alvarado. But of course, most people probably want to talk about the World Cup in Dendermonde and Clara Hansinger's no fluke, podium appearance second week in a row with a second place over Carmen Del Alvarado, just behind... Lucinda Brand by only 15 seconds, which is even more impressive when you consider that Matthew Vanderpoel lost to Wild Van art by almost three minutes on the men's race yes. on the same slop fest. Hot take time, boys. I did not enjoy watching that race. It was a disaster. Can we just get them back on the grass and in September here in the States? Because muddy cyclocross
0: is kind of boring. Not always. I think if the course was a little more tech. If it's muddy in tech, it's still exciting. This was just flat and a power course and a slogfest and, you know, tip of the cap to Wout, but it doesn't make it exciting racing when you're just watching somebody run. Did they have some of the course shut down, too, because of the weather? Right? Yeah, Like, the flyover?
1: Yeah, they, they had a um, a three-story flyover that they constructed and could not use oh, uh, due to the high winds. Yeah.
0: It was, I mean, I people were giving the promoters crap, but, like, they had to re they had to come up with a new course mid year cuz their original course they couldn't mm-hmm. do and then they had a storm and then they had high winds mm-hmm. and they had to, so like they made it happen you know like it wasn't the greatest thing but like it's yeah. still so much work no, it was so it was
1: a bad race but it's tough to blame the promoter for that it was a little bit out of yeah. out of their hand for sure like, um, like
0: you say Tim, chances are if it was dry maybe we would have had toe to toe grass crit like bumping in the corners you know maybe it would have been yeah, super yeah. fun it's who knows
1: maybe it'd have been safe enough for them to put that pinwheel in there
0: yeah <laughs> bring bring back <laughs> cross vegas am i right oh uh, see now at least yeah. they've got all that extra course tape they save for next year they can do like an even bigger pinwheel oh wow good point um little
2: guy you're a fan yes. of the flyovers. I remember in the past, you've talked a lot about some of those like cross races and there's one that had like a giant flyover that went over like a highway yes. to a the beach. Belgian,
0: yep. What? The Belgian national champs a few years ago. Greatest uh, thing that ever happened. Yeah. <laughs> that
2: was pretty good. Better than the Belgian net na- or the world champs that went on the barge last year.
0: Um, the Belgian? Yeah. Better than the barge, I think, but the yeah. barge also, I like it. Interesting.
2: So scaffolding, um, on building these flyovers. Now we have, we have permanent flyovers at some races here in the States, namely uh, Waterloo, uh, world cup it's a permanent flyover out there in the field. Um, I, I am impressed with the, the giant scaffolding flyovers. I'm a little disappointed that the one was taken out today, but like you said, in, uh, you know, bad weather obviously made the three story flyover off, uh, off limits, but, um, What's one of your favorite features in all of uh, cyclocross that we've seen last um, this season and all of next? Like when you think cyclocross, what is it?
0: Oh man, see, are you? I don't know if you're trying to you're trying to drag me somewhere. I just like muddy hills, but I don't know.
2: I am not trying to drag you like a normal um, road ride uh, where <laughs> you you know take you wherever. Ah. But I will say, like, so when I think cyclocross, my favorite thing is Coxida. With the the sand dunes, right? Is it? I didn't. Yeah. I mean, I have nowhere to go here. I'm just thinking okay. of it's cyclocross season. You know what is it? To me, it definitely wasn't the course today, regardless no. of if they had the flyover or not. Right? Like, th- there's nothing that was magical about it. You like flyovers, so I thought maybe that was. Uh, oh yeah, where you'd be. I, I,
0: well, I mean, I like Namur last week or whatever. Just just muddy up and down all day. Like that was great. I thought that was fabulous. <laughs> I love some sketchy, um, ruddy descents. Like that's that's yeah. the sort of stuff I I dig watching, but mm-hmm.
1: you know. And Namur is the best example of cyclocross worldwide. And I like if if there's a bar to be set, it is Namur. Yeah
2: and i was yeah. thinking about this and i and i apologize for dropping this on you guys at the, at the end here but it does come down to i was thinking about it today when i was watching the new cx is an os from uh bill on youtube yep. where he's going mm-hmm. through the off camber section at nemore and yep, like how that was like his you know that was what nemore was known for and about how now there's just a solid middle line that just does you know kind of makes it moot like the, yeah. the organizers now need to find a new hill if they're going to make it exciting almost. Um, mm-hmm. And so I was just wondering if there's anything else, like if, if you were going to almost at the point of, you know, what's the next X's and O's that we need to have bill do, you know, is it like obviously not the off camber. So, you know, what is it going to be? And I was just curious.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I know. And I, that people should check out that all the bill, the X's and O's the bill has been doing, but um, the number one's super good. Um, really the way it breaks down how that feature of that course that section of the course has gone from being so crazy and so hard to sort of just working in year after year to where now when they just everybody just kind of floats through it and you watch it now and you think oh that looks hard and it, it the context of watching like the 2012 2013 editions where people are just shooting every direction and you've got all the best riders in the world and they can barely ride it or they're having to yeah. kick across it and now they just sort of like glide the kick, it
2: it was the best part it was like you know johnny lawrence well, out there
0: you don't see the um, kick as much know. anymore i got to admit the kick i feel like has gone out of style
1: the one thing that Bill didn't touch on in that video, though, between 2013 and now, is that disc brakes came into fashion, <laughs> baby, and it makes everything so much better.
0: Wait, you think people are touching their brakes on that? Come on.
1: That is, I mean, it's the only difference.
0: Ugh.
1: I'm just saying, you, the red tape goes from this line to that line, and they all connect, and it's aliens, baby.
0: You know, I would like B- Bill for the next one. I <laughs> Aliens, baby. Bill, I want some breakdowns between <laughs> some course some course things. I Spencer, I don't even know what to do with that. It's still floating around in my mind. I don't even know what to do with it. It's in there. Um, yeah, I, Because it's
1: right. I, it's there. That's how it comes. Want, now you're just going to think about it. You're going to wake up in the middle of the night thinking it's the disc well, breaks.
0: No, I want some breakdowns. Yeah, like give me give me a year without disc breaks and give me a year with disc breaks in similar po- conditions and and let's see give me matthew Vanderpool, Matthew. he's always been on dispraise. give me wild fan art on canties give me Wild without canties i want to know if
2: you're gonna do if we're gonna start making bill make videos for us at the the wide angle podium youtube channel i think that we need to have um bill do a whole breakdown of what you guys would say is me getting off on the wrong side of the bike um so basically mm-hmm. drive side dismounts versus non-drive side dismounts and what's actually um better is it are there any riders that are ambidextrous and can get on and off both sides which then you know there's definitely a benefit when you're trying to get around like a 180 or something where you know like oh there's the big stairs and i gotta make sure i get off on the right side of the bike um to shoulder i
1: I forgot i forgot about this tim that that you were a goofy footed cyclocross yeah dismounter um and it my brain just went back to help my career i don't know 50 episodes ago when little guy said he had trouble turning right and, and was much more comfortable turning left. Yep. And I wonder if that's opposite for you.
2: Well, as you guys know, I'm very, very skilled at turning anyway. Um, it's definitely, <laughs> some would say, I, I think when, when people talk about the greatness that is my cycling career at the top mm-hmm. is definitely bike handling and turning. Um, so yeah, yeah. I can, I can definitely turn, both ways, but definitely stronger turning right. <laughs> interesting.
1: Okay, just just a theory I had there. All right. Yeah, that's an interesting theory. On that, on that, on that bombshell, I guess we can uh, yeah close that topic.
2: Well, I think we can almost close the show unless you guys have anything else you want to touch on. No. We'd like to thank all of our listeners and supporters of the Wide Angle Podium Network. Head on over to wideanglepodium.com to find out how to support the shows and the network. We'd also like to thank Willa's kitchen for their continued support. Head over to williskitchen.com and use the promo code slowride 20 to save 20% on your order. Also head to wideanglepodium.com slash coffee to get your very own Grimper brothers coffee blend. We'd also like to thank BK one of Rhymesayers entertainment for the intro and outro music. And with that, this is Tim in
0: Orlando, Florida. This is Matt in Minneapolis.
1: And this is Spencer in Boston reminding you to always wave at all your fellow cyclists that you see out on the road. The Slow Ride Podcast. bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com. And on Twitter at TheSlowRidePod. The Slow Ride pod.
3: an episode. That was amazing when that one person said that thing and then the other person totally like set them straight. Oh, man, that was great. I'm going to have to go back and listen to that again. But hey, since I have your attention now, hello, cyclocross friends, new friends and old friends and soon to be friends. My name's Bill. I host another show on the Wide Angle Podium Podcast Network. It's called Cyclocross Radio And we talk to the biggest stars in cyclocross and even the medium stars in cyclocross and some of the soon to be stars in cyclocross. We also have a panel discussion we call the Media Pit with my buddy, Zach and Michael, where we go over all of the new rules that might be coming out and the calendar situations and races that happen. It's a great time. It's a great conversation. We built an amazing community that we want you to be part of. So go to WideAnglePodium.com become a member there. Then go to your favorite podcast app and subscribe to Cyclocross Radio. Do it! Do it now, Cyclocross friends.